Hello, and welcome to the Spiritual Travels of a Firewolf. This is Christy Bellich. We are on day five of 30 days of breaking through positivity. This is a 30-day experiment on my podcast. I'm doing daily episodes that'll come out at midnight every night. Some are pre-recorded, some are within the moment. This is a within the moment day of, in yeah, well, day yeah, into midnight episode. Uh, I'm sitting here on Saturday. I got back from Conroe, Texas this morning and uh, had a really interesting show. So I want to talk about this as this is a very deep in the comedy, like kind of workings of a comedian episode. So there, I'm talking it out to find the positive spin in this, but it's kind of through the darkness, I will figure out kind of what the positives are. Cause I've been, I've been writing about this this morning in my morning pages about, and I'm not even into three pages. And I was like, I have at the top of my page, talk out on pod. What is the positive here? So here we are, we're talking it out so I can, cause I was struggling to write this out. So some of the things on when you're a comic and certain camps of comedy are like adjust for the room you know learn to read the room learn to move with the room and other camps are you know what do your thing do your material and keep it moving well last night I was the host of the show and the job of the host which I've hosted many times is to adjust with the room. And I'm generally very good at doing that. Um, But last night I had a longer host set than, than I've had before. And I knew I had to kind of get material ready. And based off of the, what I was reading prior to the show, um, was, oh, we're in kind of a progressive area, uh, different, people are coming to laugh, and they're going to laugh at the dirty, and I'm a dirty comic, I might not look like I'm a dirty comic, I'm a dirty comic, I'm not a clean comic, I understand people work clean, that is not why I do stand-up, and it's not where I, I generally go, I like to talk about balls, I like to talk about cunts, I like to kind of throw it out there, I like to be deep in the mud. That's where my brain is. Um, that's why I do stand up. That's why I write these jokes is to, that's what I do. So it's not an ego thing. It's just where I write from. It's just where my brain goes. My brain has always been kind of fucked up, which is why I'm a stand up comic to begin with. And the, the comedy that I gravitate towards is probably the darkest and dirtiest comics and it's just what makes me laugh, and it's just where I write from. I, can, I can't I can watch people like Jim Gaffigan. I don't get it. I, I try. I can't watch Jerry Seinfeld. I don't get it. I never understood. I can't watch sitcoms. I don't get them. I hate the sound of them. I can't really watch TV either because it's like I hate... It might be autism. Who the fuck knows? I'm just weird. I just can't hear, like, mainstream news. I can't can't watch things like king of queens it makes me have anxiety 
because it's like this is terrible i can't watch that fucking one where they're the physicists on cbs and they're all fucking i i'm like how are people this is fake like this isn't real like this isn't funny people are obsessed with that shit and i hate it so like it gives me like the the cheesiness of the physicists laughing show the physicists that it's I don't remember what it's called but it's like this really skinny scrawny guy that just looks like he he just looks like everybody in Austin right now just this skinny scrawny dude that's probably he looks like if Elon Musk had he kind of yeah he kind of looks like a diluted Elon Musk like if Elon Musk had some fucked up sperm and like and we know he's spreading his seed around anyway so like it's like he his like off off Elon Musk and he's like really skinny and scrawny and he's like really obsessed with math and he jacks off to math. That's that's what that guy looks like. It's like it's a show where like a bunch of people are like mathematics, yay, we're so funny and let's jack off to physics um formulas. So that that's probably who came in <clears throat> to the show were people that that's what they watch you know i didn't think people you know sorry i don't have a voice right now um but that's what what was at the brewing company prior to the show and getting turned away from the door was probably pro the jokes I was telling that's the jokes I I was putting out the 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 crew that got turned away because it was a sold out show and I'm so grateful for that and I made I made an Instagram story about it I'm so grateful it's the first time I've ever been at a show that I was on because I've worked the door at several places where we've had to turn away people and people have tried to get into altercations and all that stuff and you have to be like I'm so sorry we're at capacity how can I help you? Like, let's think this through. Like, there's another show after this. I can definitely see if there's walk-ins. Like, we'll see. But this was, like, the first show, and I was the first voice out on stage through Turn 2 Entertainment, and I just want to say thank you so much, Amy Muggeridge, who not only, like, produced the hell out of the show, but also found these, you know, finds these venues around the United States, gets comics up, and comes to the shows, you know, for the shows she can come to. Um, and since it was the first one at this venue, she was there and just, she, she brought us over there. Like it wasn't like normally I'm driving everywhere and I was able to just be with Amy and Jimmy, who's also on the show, small titch. And we drove over and it was wonderful. It was just really nice because I'm so used to like going places all by myself. Um, and so before, like, we got there really early, so it was like, it's my job to just get this set really, like, I, I throughout the week, I had been kind of chipping away, going up really late at Mike's, chipping away, trying to kind of see what was hitting, and I was doing specifically kind of places that were different, mentally, like, I did a bar in North Austin that... I usually always will always do. Um, I took a two week break from it um, and went to other places because I didn't want 
the regulars to just laugh at my jokes. I wanted to see if my jokes would hit. And sometimes if you're there too much at one place, they're just going to laugh at you because they know you. So I took a two-week hiatus from a specific place that I go to called Anderson Mill because I wanted to get it get on stage the week I knew that the show was going on and to go up cold and to go up late um, when it was a quiet, when it was a really quiet room as opposed to being in the pocket, which normally I'll go up, um, I'll sign up early online and I'll be put in kind of the pocket section where it's like the hottest part of the room. I wanted to make sure I got up in the coldest part of the room um, mentally where just people are either inebriated and not listening or people are dead because they've been waiting there for hours and hours. So I put myself as late on the list as I could and uh, wanted to see if certain jokes would hit. And then the next day I did um, the same sort of strategy at a place called Lucky Duck where I put myself as last on the list as I could um, <laughs> and then went and Uber drive and tried to kind of stay away from knowing what was going on in that particular room. I didn't want to read it. I wanted to walk in as cold as I could. Um, and I know that generally like I would want to always support a room but I really wanted to kind of walk in cold because I would be opening. So I wanted as cold of a crowd plus not really knowing what they were doing um, beforehand. I had, I was kind of keeping blinders on and, and then kind of did the same thing the night before the show and went to a room that can be very cold and can be very just dead. So uh, there there were different specific reasons like I very much specifically when I can when I have the this is a luxury by the way when I have the luxury to be able to select rooms and I know that maybe people are listening and you're from a state where you don't have the luxury and believe me I've never had the luxury like this that I have in Austin where I can just walk into a room and not have to pay to go try out jokes because you can't really, I mean, you can do this in LA, but you're definitely paying for that stage time for for preparation. Um, So your selection is probably definitely not like this, but I'm very lucky in Austin. And I will say Texas is incredible for that. There are places around the country that I also feel, I think Maryland, you know, prior to the pandemic, I could also kind of make these choices for myself. um, And, kind of built that between Virginia and Maryland and Pennsylvania um, where I could do things like this too and that's where I really learned it was being in Maryland and knowing like this is where I'll go up to Pennsylvania to work on this specific set I'll go here here and here and it was very um, but it is strategizing it is definitely having to strategize for what you're working on Um, so my strategy my strategy f- didn't fail me in the way it's not that it failed me. I failed me yesterday in that I had it's not even a fail. I don't think this is a fail. I think this is a big lesson on well, what are you going to decide? What are you going to decide to do? Because you know, I've 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 done shows at, at wineries and breweries before, and I love doing winery. Like, um, I've did a show in um, in uh, I almost said Georgetown, not Georgetown. 
th something very similar to this, um, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. There was this great winery in the middle of literally, I mean, when you're in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, pretty much everything's the battlefield. And they've kind of built into the battlefield. It's kind of hard to explain how that city is, is built. But pretty much everywhere you're walking, you're probably walking on somebody that died there. Um, and you can feel it. It's very vibey there. Um, I remember doing that show, and it was a wonderful show, and it was electric. And the crowd, like, was all, it was a mixed crowd of, like, age groups. And I went hard. I went I went hard and deep and dark and dirty and people were loving it there. And that's a generally conservative-ish area, even though it's a, it's a college town. Um, so I'm kind of used to that vibe of like, conser I can walk into a super conservative room and generally conservative men are pretty dirty um, for the most part. You, they, they, they have their, um, they're probably the dirtiest of all. Like, it's, it's very interesting to me. So, and what I mean by conservative is like, like silvery hair. I call them powder puff hair. Powder puff hair, um, probably served in some sort of service of some sort. Um, last night it was military, uh, base between Navy and Army. There were no Marines there. So, and then what I found out later was there was a bunch of retired cops there. Now, cops and I... I don't know what it is. I just we've never really uh, vibed, um, even even now in Texas. Like we just, it's 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 almost like they know. They're like, you are not one of. <laughs> it's it's almost like I have a sign over my head that my mentality and theirs we do not connect um, mentally. And. Um, so when I found that out later, I was like, well, okay, so what do I need to do here? Cause I, it's not that I, I, it's not that I bombed because bombing wouldn't have been, I mean, outright bombing would be like, you didn't, nobody listened to you. People were like it, I made people angry and I've, it's not the first time that this has happened. Um, nor will it be the last, but my job was to host. Um, and the set that I had written out was, um, kind of based off of just, you know, everything that that's been going on. Um, and it's been, it's a set that's been doing well. Um, what my job was to do was to adjust as a host. Um, but what I did um, was I, when I was mid joke and I realized these, these guys don't like me, this is, this is not gonna, this is the next joke there. They don't like this joke. I've got two tags left. Um, and I'm going to have to finish them out. Um, and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep pushing through. Um, and I'm watching the looks on angered looks on people's faces, um, and I was like, if they don't like this joke, this next joke is just, and I was like mid joke. And I was like, should I adjust into something more family friendly? And I was like, no, we're going to keep going. <laughs> I was like, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing because you're going to learn. Like even it was like this moment of like time froze. And I was like, you're going to learn from this. You're going to listen back. 
I couldn't have been sweating more. I was sweating so much. Um, thank God I was wearing a black t-shirt. Um, thank God that, you know, the producer of the show gets comics. I mean, she's married to a comic and she understands us. Um, so the positive here is like, thank God for Amy, who's been on this podcast before. Um, thank God for her and just understanding what we're doing. Um, the thing that, you know, I, I'm not going to apologize for jokes, but I did get walkouts on my set. And, um, I think one of the takeaways was, and I hope I can share this because it just made my day, (laughs) but one of the walkouts was apparently, um, a couple and the, 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 the remark was that I needed to get counseling because I had made an abortion joke and clearly I had, um, according to this person, they were like, oh, she needs counseling. Cause I think that she's just working out her abortion on stage and that's not basically what comedy is. And, um, Ma'am, I, ma'am, if we were to meet in person, I have never, I have not gotten an abortion, but I am a supporter of the cause, and also, we're in the heart of Texas, and Texas doesn't seem to like women right now, so, um, I'm gonna t- keep telling my jokes, um, but here's the beauty of this whole thing, um, there was a girl that came up to me twice, once during the show and then after the show who was like please keep telling that joke please keep telling that joke and then there was this other woman who came up to me with her boyfriend and said that this was her birthday present which I don't know if she was really drunk but her eyes were very like she came up she held my hand and she whispered in my ear please keep telling that joke I had an abortion um I don't know if she said a year ago I don't want to like put her out there on the world but she just thanked me so much for telling that joke and I just like choked up because it was a really big deal you know she's like we're in Texas you know and then she gave you know so thank you to those two girls um I'm gonna keep telling this joke and I love this joke and it's not even it's a joke that's still in process but it's been hitting and I love it And I'm going to let it evolve and do its thing. And I'm going to tell it in every state that I fucking can now because um, of those two girls. So thank you. Because the positives of this whole show was, you know, I got to learn from the headliner, Simply Courtney, who is a fucking master of comedy. Dude, like he is so good. And he read the room and he understood it and he just, he just went in there and did his thing and he fucking rocked it for over an hour and I learned from him and I learned what he did with the crowd and he was able to connect, um, Jimmy who, you know, he did his thing and he kept punching hard and it didn't matter. Like we, we kept doing our thing. We kept it moving and we kept it going and to the owners of the, the venue who just said afterwards, like, no, you guys did your thing. You did your job. And they're bringing comedy back even with the complaints, even with the walkouts, um, because they turned away people at the door. And quite honestly, the people at the door probably would have really, really enjoyed these jokes. Um, 
And I am grateful to the audience there because I learned a lot. My dilemma now is do I adjust for this type of crowd? Because it's a crowd, it's my dad, basically. These are my dad um, who calls me a slut mouth, who says, you know, um, you know, basically the family that doesn't want me to do stand up. I'm was literally sitting cross arms looking at me um, as I told these jokes that, you know, have taken a long time to work out on a stage and, you know, those, those nights where you're, you're balancing a day job and you're balancing, um, telling jokes and then you don't sleep and then you go to these places. I want to thank turn to for just understanding comics and for saying, nope, you're going to keep going. And we're excited to see you in Wisconsin. Um, this is a big lesson because it's like, it's these kind of lessons where you're like, you know, I don't have kids. I don't have, I, I can't talk about, you know, pencils and chopsticks and chicken nuggets. And I, I don't understand that. That's not where my, that's not why I'm a co- I gave up you know, probably having, you know, being able to have a regular life and family to be a comic. So it's hard when I'm in audiences where we don't connect, we don't live the same kind of lives. I don't have a house or this is what I do. And it's kind of these situations where you're like, oh my God, (laughs) do I need to like, go and live their type of life so I can figure out how to be a comic from that angle or do I just keep talking about you know do I talk about ketchup packets like I can't talk about ketchup packets like there's bigger things going out in the world and and that's that's tough for me so it's the positive is you know I have work to do there's more work to do there's always more work to do um there's always a lot, <clears throat> my voice is just out from last night. There's always a lesson. There's always a lesson to be had. Um, you know, t- it's tough when Texans are like, well, this isn't Texas. And I, I want to be like, I've been to West Virginia. I've been to Pennsylvania. I've been to, I've been to like, deep in the pockets of Arizona and Utah and it's no different like the mindset is no different parts of Florida Georgia Carolinas so it's tough when people like come out and they're like yeah but this isn't Texas and it's like well you know I'm not here to change your mind Texas Um, but I've been in all parts of Texas, north, south, east, west at this point. And it's, it's kind of, it's almost like when you want to be like, yeah, but it actually kind of is Texas because if there's women coming up and whispering my ear afterwards and saying, thank you, then maybe there's a reason why. I can't say this on a stage in their eyes. So maybe it's not that this isn't Texas. Maybe it's something else. I don't know how to put that into words, but 
obviously there are women that are here that can't say shit because somebody's telling them, well, that isn't Texas. So to those two girls and maybe other women, I mean, there I got clap breaks from women. I didn't get clap breaks. I got crossed arms from dudes. So ladies, I'm here for you. And if you come across this podcast later on in life and by some chance of the algorithm and you feel like unseen and you live in a place that tells you this isn't blah, blah, blah. This isn't what this culture does. This isn't, and you're like, yeah, but I have ambition. I have heart. I have desire. I have a need for happiness and pleasure and kindness and connection and whatever. Fuck yeah. Do your thing. Fuck them. That's what I say. And don't like fuck them, fuck them because they don't fucking deserve it. But like they can go fuck themselves. So that's the positive is fuck the haters. <laughs> fuck them. Um, and that'll be a podcast for today. So the positivity today is I mean, it's pushing through resistance. I literally had resistance staring at me. And I just had to say, girl, you wore these heels. You ass be looking good. You've been losing weight. You feel good. You feel good on the stage. Fuck them. You know what? They can go fuck themselves. And I mean it in a positive way. All right. Take care. Bye.